Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and life. I am Jen Eads, a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu brown belt, still obsessed with jujitsu. So on today, we have Miss Rachel Casillas, uh, absolutely one of our favorite black belts, maybe the the one that we mentioned the most on the podcast, for sure. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. Rachel, how are you today? I am doing well, and yourself? I'm good. Why are you on the podcast today? I'm sure I'm on the podcast for a couple of reasons, probably because I'm teaching at the Role Models 2021 camp. Yes. Um, June 11th through the 13th, right? Yeah, nice. Yep. Dates, right? Look at you. I'm teaching Friday night, which is a change for most of y'all because I normally teach on Sundays. So we're going to get it started and get everyone worked up and get a good workout in Friday night. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be a good way to like just just get after it. I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be a fun Friday night. Absolutely. Especially, you know, like we have the workshops on Friday. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, sitting in chairs and taking notes and, you know, like that kind of stuff, which is great. But it'll be nice to like have you kind of pump us back up. So. And basically kill us on the first night of camp. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not trying to scare people. There will definitely be some sweating involved. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we need. It's good for us. Not to scare anyone off of night one. I've been told, though, that I'm kinder and gentler in my old age, so <laughs> I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> we will be the judge of that. Everyone laughs when I say that. <laughs> I mean, it's just a cactus. <laughs> Cactuses are very delicate. They can't take too much water, which is very Rachel. <laughs> I've actually been drinking more water, which is quite surprising. Uh, for other reasons other than just to be hydrated, but I mean, being hydrated, but for not just sports. Um, so yeah, I am actually drinking more water. So you may see me with a bottle of water at camp. Take a picture. Most people don't see that. So. Yeah, it's a rarity. I always love when you're like, look, I'm drinking water and you take like the tiniest sip and then you just leave that <laughs> bottle somewhere for the rest of your life. <laughs> AJ, she left me at camp. She's like, you're supposed to drink the entire glass. I'm like, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> Drinking a little bit. It's a good start. <laughs> All right. So if you've ever listened to our podcast before, you know that we love Rachel and uh, she has actually taught at all seven of our previous role model camps. We bring her back every year because, you know, one, she's one of my best friends, but also she's a crowd favorite. Like all of the women love her. Um, I always do. Well, not always, but the last couple of years we do like exit surveys and she's always listed as one of like the highlights of the weekend. So every year I'm like, you're coming back, right? Like I'm, I'm like checking <laughs> with her to make sure the dates work and that kind of stuff, because we want to make sure that Rachel can always be at camp. What's been like your favorite part of teaching at role model camps? Do you think? Well, my favorite part is I get to see a lot of the same girls, like there's new girls every year at camp because it's growing. But I see some of the original ones that have been there from towards the beginning. I enjoy seeing their jujitsu progress and every year it's getting better and I try to roll with them too. So that's always exciting. Um, and there's always, you get to see the new people that are just really excited about jujitsu and they have no bitterness yet. So that's exciting. <laughs> They're like little puppies, like the little white bells are like, oh, I'm so cute and excited. You know, you don't have any injuries yet. It's great. I like seeing the progress over the years. Or at least that's for me. Cause I'm, I guess, cause I've been there. I didn't know you've already had seven camps, seven camps. Um, you know, I forget things these days anyway, but, uh, yeah, so that's, 
one thing that I like a lot. Um, AJ's camp is very much her camp. And, um, and I enjoy watching her run her camp with all of the kumbaya <laughs> That is implicitly her. And I can appreciate that because I like to be implicitly me, which is different, but that's okay. So I enjoy watching her and her element. As long as I'm on the sideline, I don't have to participate. I mean, you you still participate. Like, you actually do a really good job. Like, at first, um, when we brought yoga in, at first, you're like, I'm not doing that. And then eventually, you were like, you know what? We're here for all of it. Like, we're going to experience every part of it. And I think that that was really good for the other ladies to see. Like, just immerse yourself and, you know, go in 100%. Like, just try everything. And, you know, you you may be surprised at the experience. Rissa and I went to Girl Live a couple of years ago. And they did like a laughing yoga thing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to, you know, like, you just have that moment of like, this is going to be ridiculous. And it was so much fun. Like we, you know, like you start out being like, this is dumb. Um, I feel weird. And then eventually you're just cracking up laughing. So, yeah, I definitely have. Again, we're all progressing. Some people in their jujitsu, some people in their leadership. For me, you know, I think I've always had somewhat of a command presence, but everyone needs to grow as a leader. You can't be stagnant. And for me, it's understanding that I need to participate in all aspects, especially if a women empowerment, if like there's women putting something on and I'm there, I don't just need to be sitting on the sideline because people do look at me and follow that. Um, So yes, now I do yoga at AJ's camp, (laughs) Um, but I did sit out the very first yoga, which I will never look down. (laughs) I was wrong. I'm adult enough to admit that that was a wrong decision. And so now I do the yoga and I stand there for the dancing and all of it. So uh, <laughs> good. Um, also, the same sort of situation in my gym is that most people know me know that I'm not necessarily a nogi person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I found that there's women, have, the women on my women's team have now decided they don't want to do nogi and come on nogi nights because I'm not there. So I'm starting to have to do nogi. Yay. Oh, all right. Head to toe spandex at my age is not appropriate, but that's <laughs> so starting to be there more for for nogi just to get other people there in the door. Because there's some women that want to do it. They're just like, no one comes, Rachel, if you're not here. And I'm like, I'm like, one, that's a problem. But two, I get it. So I need to set a better example. So I'm working on it, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a really good example. Like you always talk about leading from the front and, you know, I think you're showing that in several different ways, but like you notice that there's a problem. You're like, all right, we're going to do this. Then if, if, you know, if you're not doing it because I'm not doing it, <laughs> then I got to do it. That's my big thing. It's like, I never, like I'll always do all the warm ups, all the rounds, all the running, you know, all the tournaments. I don't ask anybody to compete that I'm not going to compete, but there's also things that I had to broaden that concept to like, I need to do nogi. Yay. Even though it's not something I want to choose. I need to, you know, show up for the fundamentals class, you know, even though it's not something that I would choose or I need to do yoga. I'm doing the yoga at camp. I actually enjoyed the yoga at camp. Um, Hillary taught it last camp and it was very good. And in my old lady years, it's helping with my hips. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I really recognize that I should do more yoga and I should like fit that in better, but I'm at least doing well to like fit in some physical therapy stuff for my back. So we're it's a work in progress. <laughs> That's a win. 
Yeah. Started a chiropractic plan, not just going when I'm hurt. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is normally what I did. You mentioned like having trouble remembering things. Do you feel comfortable getting into why? So that's perfectly fine. It's on social media now at this point. So it is what it is. I was diagnosed in November with young onset Alzheimer's, which is different than early onset Alzheimer's. Um, It's also different than like vascular dementia or frontal temporal dementia, which is what they initially thought maybe I had um, because of the type of training that I do. Vascular is more from like injuries and uh, frontal temporal is definitely the worst of all of them. And luckily that's not it. Or at least that's not what they think it is at this point. Yay. So it's, it's young onset Alzheimer's because of my age. I'm 41 and I've had symptoms for probably three or four years, at least early onset Alzheimer's is like 60. So young onset Alzheimer's is like my age. So there's that. (laughs) So I, um, I've known it was coming. I also did all the genetic testing. It runs in my family pretty bad. So I've sort of been on the lookout for it and probably have been more hyper aware of some of the signs than other people would be. But there's also a genetic test that you can take. It's a lot of different blood work. And whether you carry that gene doesn't necessarily mean you'll not get it if you don't have the gene. But if you have the gene, you're likelihood of getting it is more probable than not. Like it, it's like more than 50%. And then if you have two of the same genes, then it's, you know, you're basically screwed at that point. <laughs> so I have the gene, which is not shocking, but I have gotten in with some really good neurologists. I'm getting into some clinical trials for that. And I also doing a protocol, which was developed by a Dr. Bredesen. He's at UCLA and he's been doing research with Alzheimer's and dementia since like the seventies. And he actually wrote a book called the end of Alzheimer's. Um, it's actually fascinating. So if you have a family member or a friend or you who's dealing with some of those issues, it's a very good read. So the middle of that is very sciencey. So you got to get through a lot of that um, talking about the, the nitty gritty science part of it. But um, if you can get through of that and to the end of it, it's, it's a really good book. He ha- he is basically one of the first people that says like, look, there's not one cure to Alzheimer's. There's just not. There's several triggers and they've identified 36 different things that can cause Alzheimer's, which is a lot. And so mm-hmm. the protocol is basically recoding and addressing all 36 of those issues. So it's a lot. There's a lot of different paths for diagnosis and like the prognosis and different things. Initially. They had given, they had, one of the doctors I went to said, you know, when we we're trying to determine the type of Alzheimer's or dementia that I had, they're like, you know, it may be five or seven, five to seven years is a prognosis. And I was like, well, that's not great. <laughs> but now that it's young onset Alzheimer's, it is, you know, it, it will eventually, if something else doesn't, it will kill me. Right now, there is no cure for Alzheimer's, period. There is medication that, they give that's not very helpful. However, the work that Dr. Bredesen's doing in out in UCLA has had a lot of success in sort of turning it back a little bit. Again, it's very technical and very involved. But if anyone is interested in that, again, the end of Alzheimer's is his like what I would say 
regular, like, you know, civilian book. It's not like a medical journal and it, um, it sort of breaks it down really well. So there's lots of things I can do. I'm hoping to start a clinical trial in June at Vanderbilt and get in with them, but there's things as far as diet, nutrients, um, there's lots of stuff you can do outside of just taking medication. Cause right now, most of the medications aren't very helpful. They don't do much. So it's really sort of a day-to-day process of what works best for each individual that you really need to treat Alzheimer's on an individual basis. There's no no one cure for it. And we're just taking it day to day. And right now, you know, I could live another 30 to 40 years. At that point, I'll probably be able to hide my own Easter eggs, but it just depends. Like right now I have days that are better and days that are worse. As far as my memory, I have started recognizing that I have some what's called facial blindness which means I can look at someone and I don't recognize them, which is somewhat unnerving, but that's one of the newer symptoms. Most of my symptoms include clearly memory loss, but things like things you wouldn't normally think about either. Like I couldn't remember how to get to my kid's school. I couldn't remember how to, which way to drive to get there. And I've been there two days or twice a day for five years. You know, that's when I really went to the doctor and said, okay, some, I can't manage this anymore. Something's wrong. Things like I'll forget how to spell. I'll be writing a word and just spell it totally incorrectly. That's frustrating, especially from someone who I would consider myself an academic. So that's frustrating. I have trouble sometimes pulling words by like I can feel it in my brain and I know what I want to say, but I can't find the word that I want to say. Um, And that's that is getting more common. So that's a little bit difficult. Right now, though, one of the things that hasn't really, I haven't had any um, like motor skill loss or anything. So that's good. Like muscle memory is great and everything. And there are days that are better than others. Late in the afternoon is is when it starts to get worse, I've noticed, which is normal for sundowning is normal. And sleep, sleep is a thing that's really changed for you. Like I want people want to go to bed early and get up early and I can't sleep. Like I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up five or six times and I can't stay asleep, which is common as well. And then, but that all forced me then in the day, I have to nap during the day, um, which is frustrating for someone. You know, I used to be very, I got to be productive. I got to get this done. So now I have to take a nap and it's, it's okay. You know, my husband, I've, we worked on being all right. Like I got to lay down regardless of what we're doing. I have to lay down. And, uh, and it's not like I'm like, Oh, kind of asleep. I'm like, I'm out hardcore for at least an hour to two hours. Like, drooling mouth open sleeping <laughs> which is good i need it and sleep is one of the first things in dr bredesen's 36 things is that you have to be able to sleep well for your especially for our, my all summer brains to be able to work so i'm trying to focus on that being better so that's one of it so and you know you mentioned nutrition and it's always been kind of a running joke right that that rachel's nutrition is not the best um so how has that you know, I, I, I assume that you've tried to clean up your diet some. How's that gone? Um, that's one where the water's coming in. But two, one of the things that can um, speed up Alzheimer's is inflammation, which sugar leads to inflammation. Well, that's one of the things they think can cause it. Again, not we've been studying Alzheimer's for, you know, 100 years and we still don't have any definitive answers, really, um, which I wasn't aware of until I really started digging into all the research. Yeah, so I've cleaned up my diet, focusing more on really healthy meats, 
and, you know, fruits and vegetables. Again, though, I drink less soda right now. I'm not saying I don't drink any because I can't. That's a big lie. Um, But it's definitely I'm trying to watch the sugar intake and especially in the evenings um, before bed and stuff. There is what they recommend is called a flexitarian diet or flexitarian, which is also has to do with sort of fasting in there, too. So, you know, normally only between like 12 and eight. And I've done some like intermittent fasting as well before. Um, so it's actually not that hard. I'm not doing that right now, but I hopefully maybe I'll integrate some of that into it. There's just a lot of stuff to add into your life yeah. with this protocol because there's 36 different things. So we're so, you just sort of start with a few and you keep adding it. But yeah, I have cleaned up my diet. Everyone will be thinking about that. Um, it doesn't mean I don't eat what I shouldn't sometimes. But um, for me, the hardest thing clearly is the sugar, which can lead to the inflammation, which can lead to my brain not being able to talk like it's supposed to. So Something I thought was amazing, interesting, all of the things is that uh, you were saying like, so you you told all the girls at your camp, um, you told all those ladies uh, about your diagnosis and everything. And you just kept saying that you're not scared. How how, like, I'm just so curious, like, how can you, how can you say that you're not scared? I think I'm, I'm really blessed in that my husband, you know, Ray Cassis, my husband, most of y'all know that I'm sure you maybe talked about him or at least acknowledged that he exists. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We've acknowledged he's around. Yeah. Um, You know, we've been together forever and he's very supportive and he's learning with me. You know, I think because, I've always known it was coming. Um, It's not like it's new to me that I'm not scared of forgetting. Will I be a little sad? Yeah. Yeah. But all I can do right now is what's in my power, which is taking control of like the clinical trial or the things I put in my body and that sort of things and therapies. Will I be sad if I can't remember my children? Yes. Yeah, of course. At that point, I won't know that I don't know them. So <laughs> I know now that that could happen, but I'm not going to spend however many years dwelling on that. You know, we're just sort of like living. It sort of makes you want to live more right now. Yeah. Because you don't know when, not necessarily when I'll be gone, but when I won't remember any of it. So, you know, now Ray always agrees. He's like, he's always going to agree to go to the beach with me, which is great. <laughs> You're like, so, but honey, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. This may be our last, maybe our last one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, it's just sort of the day it was a Tuesday that I went to the doctor and my doctor had already, we'd already talked a little bit about it. And I said, you know, this is what's going on. And they're like, you need to get on FMLA, you know, and walk away from your job and all of this stuff. And, I did that. And basically I just, I just left my law firm and I just walked away, which is awful, but that's what happened. And and I resigned like 30 days later, but I went on FMLA, but there was just this sense of peace. I went over, my son was over the neighbors and I went over to get him and I was walking back across the street. It was like, I don't know, five 30 or something. Um, This was back in, uh, it was September 30th. I just remember being okay. Like it's going to be okay. You know, and that Sunday before that, the church that I go to, Thompson Station Church, they talked about, I don't remember what they talked about, to be honest, that, that happens these days. But one of the things was, you know, it's well with my soul. And it just felt very perfect, you know, yeah. like, like this is just what's going on. And that's sort of just where I'm at with it. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not scared. Like it's when I get to that point, I won't remember. So, you know, I'm not scared of that. Am I, do I get flashes of sadness? Sure. Yeah. But that sort of pushes you more to take just to enjoy the moment. So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I'm doing more jujitsu. And like I said, I ended up resigning from my law firm and I am living the jujitsu dream, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm homeschooling my kids right now till they get back into um, regular classrooms till we pivot back to in person. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rachel had messaged me a week or so ago and was like, so now, you know, what do I do with my life? And I was like, I think you should try jujitsu. I think you'll really <laughs> like it. <laughs> I, I really think you're just going to have like a thing for it. <laughs> she might be good is, at it. I know, right? I might be good at it. The funny thing is, is that I'm just as busy now. I'm like, how did I practice law? I'm just like just as busy. One, because my kids are at home right now. So they go back in, in person next week. But it's still, it's like, we got to do this and we got to do that. And I am helping more at the gym. Our amazing gym um, manager, Angelina, give a shout out to her, is down in Biloxi, Mississippi for one of her classes for the Air Force. She's an Air Force Reservist. reservist and um, she's in Biloxi right now for like 12 weeks. And I'm managing to get through the first week without her. And I realize how much she does and how much I don't know about what happens at the gym. <laughs> I'm really poorly filling in for her shoes right now. So one thing I am excited about, though, is, you know, like when you were talking at camp um, at your camp at Girls Gone Gee was just how much more, you know, you wanted to share the information that you have of jujitsu um, talked about potentially doing an instructional, which I'm super excited what? about. <laughs> That's exciting. You know. Yeah. So AJ had asked, I don't know, last year sometime or even before that. Probably we should do a DVD. Yes, yeah. do a DVD years, years. And I'm like, no, I don't have time. Why? I don't understand. I'm like, I don't want to do a DVD. And then now I'm like, well, I guess I can't use the I don't have time. <laughs> but also, yeah. So this is gonna sound really kind of morbid, but I'm like, I just want to get all the jujitsu knowledge out of my head before I don't remember it. Yeah. It's just beyond it. So and it's not like you have a timeline. It's not like they're like, oh, you have seven years before you'll forget, you know. Yeah. So that's one of the things is I really want to help teach some more, not just teach, but really one-on-one -on -one fix some people's jujitsu. So when I'm rolling with them, when I see them rolling, I'm really taking more of an effort to be like, yeah, stop. That's wrong. Well, not wrong. It could be better <laughs> sort of thing. And so that's that's exciting for me. And then I, that I have the time now and I have the mental energy, which sounds really weird since I've also, but I'm not um, trying to juggle practicing law because I was a litigation attorney. I don't have to worry about that in my head. Like that's all brain dumped out so I can be like, okay, let's fix this jujitsu while in the back of my head. I'm not thinking, Oh, I need to finish this memorandum of law. Yes. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I said, I figure it out. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I'm going to be doing some more teaching, even though COVID's, you know, whatever, in full swing. We're still going to do some more teaching. I do think I'll run our girls' gongi camp, my camp, towards the, either the end of the summer or in the fall, since AJ's doing hers in June this year. So and we'll do ours a little bit later. You know the moment you're like, I'm going to do this at some point. I'm like, let's get it on the calendar. What are we doing? <laughs> know, right? he is. He's always like, do you know when you're doing that? I'm like, dude. I don't know what I'm doing next week. And I forgot what I did yesterday. So like, <laughs> the last camp, the last camp she did, she was like, I think I'm going to do one. And I'm like, how about six weeks from now? That's plenty of time. Let's do this. 
he literally was like, we're going to do it in November. And I was like, that's next month. And she's like, great. <laughs> yep. We had it on the calendar. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. But it turned out amazing. You had full yeah, house there. Yeah. yeah. She likes to get a hold of people's calendars. I can attest to that. Right. AJ's very much a calendar person, which right now I am too. And I've always been a calendar person, but AJ's like a year out in advance calendar person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I have a, it's like a calendar, but it's also like a planner journal book that I carry around with me because I have to write a lot of things down. Let's just be honest. Um, we could have a conversation and literally 10 minutes later, I won't have any memory of it. Which is frustrating. My husband's gotten used to it, though, a little bit more. It's frustrating for me. The other thing is, though, you never know what memory is going to stay and what memory is going to leave. Like, it's frustrating not to, like, my brain, how does my brain decide what's important enough for me to remember, but the other stuff that's not. And right now, so most of it is short-term stuff. Like, So I forget what I did this morning or what I said or what I did yesterday, those sort of things. But I can remember all my math multiplication tables, you know, from second grade that I'm helping my daughter with her homework, you know? So it's, that's, that's what's weird is because there's no um, rhyme or reason to it right now. But notice you won't have to cut out any beeping this one, but you might have to cut out all of my child. (laughs) It's so odd. I mean, I already just keep the beep loaded, like preloaded now. And I learned I learned that from you. So thank you. The funny thing is, is that people have said since one, since I retired or resigned, whatever, left the practice of law. Now, I'm licensed to practice law. And I could still be practicing law. I voluntarily chose to walk away because I didn't think I could litigate at a high level. And I didn't want to litigate and not be good at it. So I chose to walk away. I could still be practicing, especially if I was going to do some transactional stuff or anything else, but um, I'm choosing not to. But people have said since I walked away that I've somehow become much nicer. And I was like, hey, even Jerry, one of my best friends, Jerry, she's like, you're just very nice lately. I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know. So (laughs) I will uh, agree. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, definitely at PANS last year. So like most people didn't know, you know, what was going on. You and I obviously had talked, but um, was it Angelina was crying? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you were like comforting her. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Instead of being like, just stop. I'll get right. Yeah. Just, you know, my seven year old is now climbing on a chair trying to get. Okay. So, yeah, that it's it's weird. I don't know if it's just intrinsic. I don't know if it's because I'm less stressed or I have more time or I'm somehow tuning into myself or so. I don't know. Maybe I'll somehow wake up and be this super, you know, bows and rainbows. And I don't know. But everyone, more than one person has said, you're suddenly nice. I'm like, hmm, what was I before? I mean, I was not just so everyone who doesn't know me, like I'm not a hateful person. I'm just more like um, reserved and stoic. Yeah. I would say and like, I just wasn't jovial. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Do you feel different? Do you feel like you notice those things or not? I feel different. Yeah. yeah. I feel a lot more empathetic than before. Yeah. And maybe it's just cause I have time to slow down now, yeah. which I didn't before it was the second my eyes opened till I crashed in bed, it was going hundred miles an hour, but I do. Yeah. I do feel more 
nice. I don't know if that's the way to put it. More in tune with other people. Um, I also think, you know, how fragile your life is, is brought really into focus. It makes you just, gives you a little more grace with everybody else. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So even with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, you said that when you would ask me if, why I was, why I wasn't scared is that because, you know, Ray's with me, you know, and he's for better or for worse and he's going to be there and, you know, we're, we are doing it together. And so that's good. It's good to know that there's, and there's people around to take care of my kid. My biggest goal with all of this Alzheimer's and everything is to keep my memory decent enough to get Gabby to 18. So that's about, that's 10 years, 11 years for Tristan. Um, don't ride on that, bud. Sorry. Don't. Okay. Once I get them to be an adult, then, you know, I'll be okay. I really want to see them through high school, both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sort of my goal to yeah. be able to really you know, be high functioning with all of it and get them through all of that. We did a lot of Zoom depositions and like Zoom hearings and stuff when um, the pandemic first hit um, when I was still practicing. And I, and literally the kids were always home. So I'd be sitting here in my office and trying to barricade them out and they would just still get in. And then inevitably, this is what it would look like. He'd be behind me trying to sneak in. And like, and I was like, oh, he's so cute. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. I'm trying to practice law. And the seven-year-old's like, mommy, I need Fruit Loops. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one question I have, since you're not practicing law anymore, are you getting to wear all your fabulous dresses? <laughs> so, yeah, no. So church on Sundays. Okay, great. Where we're just, we are um, definitely, that's what we're doing is every week, Terry and Jerry, they both go to my church and um, Terry's actually a minister at our church, but Jerry goes too. So I'm always like, look, and Tracy, there's actually more than just them, but I'm like, look at my outfit. So (laughs) I don't, I'm not, I'm wearing a lot of stretchy pants and jeans right now. All my mom clothes, which I didn't get to wear as much. um, I'm wearing those. So yeah. And I've switched my stitch fix to less, business attire and more lounge wear (laughs) 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 nobody's getting out right right yeah and actually you know there's other things i'm like taking on now that i have time you know i'm reading some more about some investment stuff that i wanted to learn about i'm practicing handstands because i want to be able to do a good handstand i'm learning i'm taking some privates from i took i take one i need to do more or to learn to do a standing back handspring. That's something, you know, nice. whatever. Um, just random stuff that I'm trying to work on. I love that. Time with the children. Yeah. 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 My name is Joe. His name is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot. I think that's, you know. You know that's what I'm doing um, when I'm not trying to be like, okay, AJ, I'm retired and I don't know what to do. Oh, I will say this. I want. I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> So the funny thing is I'll make some jokes like when I'm teaching and a couple of people laugh. The others are like, and I'm like, no, it's funny. You can laugh. I'm rolling with it. Right. It's cool. Like, I'll be like, you know, this is the only technique I remember. So that's what we're doing today. And they're like, uh, like I'm joke. It's a joke. Calm down. Um, But yeah, so it's funny because some of them laugh. My girls are close to me laugh. And the, the other people are like, I'm not sure if she's serious. But anyway, what I wanted to tell you, like to the listeners or whatever, is that, if you're a professional, even if you're not a professional, when I was 25 and I started practicing law, I had a good mentor who said, hey, you get paid to think like, you know, this is how you make your living is thinking. 
Um, you need short-term, long-term disability insurance. And I got it when I was 25 thinking, oh, I'm never going to use that. And I did use it. I'm using it. And it's like $12 a month or something. It's it's nothing. And and my situation is different in that it may not, I may not ever come back off of it. I don't know. But um, it's phenomenal to have and makes, if you have a life-changing issue, it makes it easier to make the transition so you're not worried about bills and, you know. So my short-term and long-term disability, just as an example of mine, it kicked in the day I took my FMLA. And since I can't, since I'm not practicing law, my disease affects my ability to practice law. So it's not most of the um, long-term insurance, disability insurance say, you know, if you're not able to do the job you were doing. So like, clearly I can, you know, clean or whatever, but to practice law. And so most of them prefer provide like 60% of your salary, but it's non-taxable. So, you know, once you, if you generally pay 25 to 30% in taxes anyway, you're not losing that much. And I've just been trying to tell everyone like my age, like if you don't have long-term or short-term disability insurance, you really need to get it because it will definitely help, which has allowed me to just walk away and focus on trying to get better or at least slow it down. So it's a good thing to have, especially, but 25 year olds don't think about that. Right. Um, and probably 40 year olds don't think about that because most of my gen- my people my age aren't thinking, oh, I can't work. Most people are like, I'm going to work till I'm 55, 60, 65, whatever. Um, and that was always my plan. You know, I should be at the peak, you know, going up the peak of my career right now. And I just walked away. So that was a little hard to deal with, but it made it a lot easier not having to worry oh. about how am I going to pay the mortgage, you know, sort of thing. So it's good. Right, Chubbs? Yeah. I'll be right back. The uh, furnace kicked on. I got to go turn it off. <laughs> I can't wait to come back and listen to what I missed when I ran upstairs. I have a funny story, which I don't know if it belongs on the podcast or not. Like, where would we put it after all of this? But uh, I've become friends with this girl, Rachel, a different Rachel, obviously. And she got her hair dyed all these pretty colors. And I, you know, was like, oh, my God, I love it so much. And she's like, all I can hear is Rachel Casillas's voice going, I hate your hair. <laughs> so you've never met her. I've never met her. And <laughs> this is what she thinks. One about. Day, hopefully we'll meet her and then I can say it in person. But it's I'm that stuff's growing on me now. So <laughs> I'm still very much like Ralph Lauren, Banana Republic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, the purple hair is growing on me for some reason. <laughs> well, I do believe she will be at camp this year. So I'll make sure to introduce you and you can tell her you hate her hair in person. <laughs> 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 That's probably like a, a, a story that you put like after the end thing or something. So, <laughs> All right. Do we have any other questions? I would just like to say, you know, if anyone... Again, you always say at the end of this, like, I'm not much of a social media person. I'm not. Like, apparently I do have an Instagram. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. Um, but I am on Facebook. So if people are wanting some information about camps, my camp or your camp or about coming in and training, cause I teach a free women's class every Sunday at 12 and it's huge in a big, um, open mat right afterwards. They want to come and visit. It's always open, always free Come in and train. And we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Great. And I really think that gives us an on the mat tip and an off the mat tip, like off the mat, get short-term and long-term disability on the mat, go train with Rachel. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Jen, where can we find you on social media? 
I am hanging out on Instagram at Brassy Broad Jen and Twitter at Brassy Broad Jen and on Facebook. Sometimes I still go there. Uh, but mostly on Instagram, that's kind of my happy place. Nice. And you can find us together at Beauty and the Gee podcast on Instagram. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. We also do have a role model grappling Instagram page. And obviously, if you're interested in coming to camp, you can register for that at rolemodelswanted.com. And that is R-O-L-L, like we do in jujitsu. Um, and I'm sure Jen will have a link to that in the show notes. Of course. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on, on the, the mat. mat.